Hello, everyone. Welcome to Vanish Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. This is uh, Season 2, Episode 39. I'm your host, Pete Costanas, and we have a very interesting show coming up. And uh, this program is brought to you by Bell Phone Center Stores. And here is a commercial from 1981. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Okay, I am back. I'm glad you enjoyed that commercial. Uh, that is one of the subjects I'll be talking uh, during this program, which is actually the first thing I will talk about. Uh, the, the next two things I will talk about is actor and comedian Jack Benny and also the Magic Pan uh, Crepier restaurants. I hope I pronounced that right. Forgive me. So first we'll talk about Bell Phone Center stores. Uh a couple of days ago, I posted a photo of a store on my Facebook page, Van Chicagoland, and also on my Twitter account. And uh, it was from the late 1970s. And, uh, you know, I'm just like most people. Every time I type something, autofill gets in, your, it gets in my way on your phone, or you're just in a hurry to type. And I put Bell Photo Center. So I apologize for that. And I corrected it. Anyway, so um, I remember these stores very well. Uh, you know, at the time it was Illinois Bell. Now we have AT and T. You know, they've changed. Uh, in 1983, they uh, Ma Bell broke up into several companies, several you know subsidiaries like that, as you if you call it that way. And uh, right now, it's uh, AT and T is uh, all it's back the way it's supposed to be. It took a while. It took a while for that because I remember Ameritech and there was, I think, Bell South and uh, I forgot what other ones, um, but uh, they're all together now, which is great. Um, the I don't have much information on how Bell Phone Center started. I remembered the commercials on television when I grew uh, when I was growing up uh, when I was in high school. And I remember a couple of stores, usually they're found in malls, shopping malls. I remember the one in Fort City uh, on the southwest side. And I also remember it at Orland Square in Orland Park. And I went, I went to one at Fort City maybe once or twice. Uh, maybe I browsed through it. And uh, I don't remember exactly where it was in the mall. I'm, I'm not sure. It's been a long time. Um, but as I mentioned before, I remember the commercials. There is a commercial on YouTube with Robin Williams. And uh, 
in the commercial, he's with his wife and they're shopping and he's trying on the phones uh, in the store. And it's quite amusing. You expect him to go crazy in there and, you know, make all these sound effects and noises, you know. But he, he didn't do that because every time I look at him, I, I laugh at him because he, he was wonderful. It's a shame he died unexpectedly. And uh, he was wonderful for Mork and Mindy. I used to watch that. Uh, so the type of phones that they were sold at the store the usual ones like um, the trim line, uh, which is fine. You know, it was nice. We had one. Uh, I had one in my house recently, uh, but it broke. So we put it in the kitchen. It was so nostalgic. You know, my mother loved that. She loves that phone. But uh, if the current phone that I have now breaks down, I'll probably buy another one. But they're hard to find. So uh, last time I looked, it was at Best Buy. That's where I bought it, or uh, Fry Electronics in Downers Grove, but they just closed recently, which is a shame. And uh, the other phone, besides besides the trim line, they also had like an oval shape. It looked like, a, and then you know, with the receiver, and they also had uh, the French phones, which was very nice. And they also had one. It's like a cabinet, and you open up the you know when the phone rings, you open the box. And you pick up the receiver. It reminds me of the box that Thing used to live in the Adams family. <laughs> I don't know why. It's kind of silly. And a couple more phones uh, they had. Well, actually three. They had uh, one. It had like an old-fashioned ringer. Uh, you know, like you used to crank it up. But now they had a receiver. And uh, they also had the candlestick phone like they had in the 20s. You know, 1910 and 1920s, you used to see them in the old movies like Laurel and Hardy and uh, like the silent movies like uh, Charlie Chaplin, maybe uh, Buster Keaton and the, probably the old early uh, gangster movies that, uh, you know, Jimmy Cagney, Edward G. Robinson, George Raft, you know, like they were talking on the phone. Those are those are cool. I like those phones, you know, but it's hard to when you doing when you do multitask tasking, excuse me. You know, it's hard to hold the receiver. And the last one was a phone where you hang it on the wall, but it had a blackboard. So when you answer the phone and if they're looking for someone that isn't there, you can write a message on the blackboard. You know, it reminds me of uh, on the Brady Bunch episode where Alice had her had her blackboard in the kitchen. And it was an episode where Greg Brady tried out for the football team at high school. And she had a recipe written down. <laughs> And uh, she's trying to remember it, you know, and but something always happens because somebody uses the blackboard and, and they erase it and she freaks out. <laughs> so that's one of my favorite episodes. I like that. Anyway, so uh, the Bell Phone Center store probably lasted until maybe mid 80s. You know, I did. And then, you know, telephones cha- have changed so much because of cell phones. Um. You know, the cell phone was introduced in the 80s, I believe, but it wasn't widely distributed. And they were clunky and, bulk, you know, clunky and bulky and big, you know. And uh, that came in popularity in the 90s, you know, late 90s, I, I believe. Uh, you know, I didn't get mine until like early 2000s. Uh, the cell phone, well, my first one was at Voice Stream. I don't know if people remember that. And then T-Mobile bought it, so I'm stuck with them. And it was just a flip phone, no texting, 
just uh, you dial in, dial out, you know, and they have and you had voicemail, and that's it. Very very few selections now. You have smartphones, you know, iPhones, which I have now. It's wonderful, but you know, I, I kind of I I love the landlines because uh, it's a clarity, it's a quality. I like that. I, I enjoy talking on the phone. It seems old fashioned to younger generations. They 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 just ridicule you. It's not very nice, but that's how it was. It was interesting. Okay, so that that'll be all for Bell Phone Center Store, and now I'll be talking about Jack Benny. Why you're asking yourself? Why am I talking about Jack Benny? Well, for one thing, he was born in Chicago, actually Waukegan, so it's outside of Chicago. So he's sort of a Chicago native, and uh, he was a wonderful entertainer, wonderful comedian. You know, he he made me laugh all the time. I saw his timing was impeccable. You know the, you know whenever he saw something strange. Uh, he would do that deadpan look like Bob Newhart does. And he would say that uh, his signature exasperated well. He would do that. I love it. You know, And he was well known as a miser, you know, a skinflint. And he played the violin badly. And he ridiculously claimed to be 39 years of age. That's why I picked, I selected him for the show because of episode 39. He was only 39. And in real life, he was not like that. He was very generous, very nice. Uh, he played the violin very well. He wasn't an expert, but he he was adequate, you know. And because on the TV and radio and TV shows, he was awful. And people, when people heard that him playing, they cringe, you know, and criticize. <laughs> not at first, but when they criticize, but um, but he really so. Uh, yeah, he was wonderful. And uh, so he, as I mentioned before, he was born in Waukegan. His real name was Benjamin Kubeski. I don't know where you get the Benny part. Maybe I want to read th- more. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'll find out. And uh, he, was born, he was born in Waukegan on February 14th, 1894. And uh, he studied, at, at age of six, he started to study to the violin. Excuse me. And uh, he loved the instrument. His parents hoped he would be a professional violinist. Uh, that was true, but he hated to practice. I don't know why. He just uh, didn't didn't like to do, practice all the time. But uh, he just played. I guess his parents encouraged him to you know keep practicing and practicing so he would become famous as a as a uh, violin concerto or you know concert violinist. I hope it's said it right. And then um, after, you know, after he graduated from high school, then he, d- he toured vaudeville. Remember young people, vaudeville? That was a big, uh, that was very popular, you know, live theater, li- comedy bits, juggling, singing, just like America's Got Talent, <laughs> you know, in those days. And then um, later, then uh, he did some act. After vaudeville, uh, someone approached him to, uh, be on the radio. And uh, he did, he started on the radio in 1932 on uh, NBC. It was called the Blue Network. The radio networks had uh, blue, red, 
it's very confusing. Someday I'll explain it. And uh, so it started, uh, he started on radio in March. Uh, actually, yeah, so he uh, he began the program on May 2nd, 1932. And then, uh, then he moved to CBS later on. And he and then he switched back and forth to CBS, NBC, uh, you know, on the radio networks. So it was uh, not very. It was very common back then for radio performers. You know, if they had programs, they keep switching networks. And uh, <clears throat> first, the show was called the Canada Dry Ginger Ale Program, and then they changed it to the the Jenny, Jack Benny Program. And then his sponsor was Jello. And then they changed it to the Jello program starring Jack Benny, and that lasted about oh, a long time. And he would he would just and that was part of General Foods. Uh, I don't know if General Foods is still around because companies changed, products sold off like that. And uh, he would do also sponsor not just Jello but grape nuts and did that. And then after in the mid forties, they dropped that. Uh, he didn't have that sponsor, and then he sponsored Lucky Strikes cigarettes, and that was uh, his radio sponsor in the forties until the mid fifties when he had this TV, uh, when his TV show debuted. Now I'll get to that in a moment, and then um, so in the on the radio show he was a very popular uh, co- uh, comedian. He had a lot of guest stars. His his best friend was uh, George Burns. And he had his wife, Gracie Allen. He also had Bing Crosby, Jamie Stewart, Orson Welles. He had a lot of famous people on there, and they it was wonderful. I've listened to a couple radio shows uh, online and in the car. I'll get to that in, in a little while. I'll explain that. And then um, he had a famous feud with comedian Fred Allen. A lot of people don't remember him. You know, because he died in 1956, and uh, he was a very popular radio comedian. Uh, on television, he was on What's My Line. He was one of the panelists, but he passed away at the, you know, in 1956. So that's what most people remember him, and it's a shame because he was. I remember watching him on TV and listening to the radio. It was hilarious. So he had the so Jack Benny had a feud with Fred Allen, and but they really were close friends, and that was very popular. You know, the feud. You know, it's like, uh, and but they started a couple movies together, and uh, Jack Benny did a few movies. Uh, I remember one I watched uh, a couple of them actually, "To Be or Not to Be," and George Washington slept here, and I loved that. You know, those were wonderful movies. He he wasn't much of a movie actor. You know, he was funnier on radio for some reason. I don't know why. When you see him on screen, he was great, but on the re- on the movies, eh, you expect him to be himself, but he wasn't. And uh, on the radio show, he had a he had a great cast. Um, you know, there was uh, Rochester played by Eddie Eddie Anderson. You know, Rochester. That's how he'd call him. And then he had uh, uh, what else? He had Dennis. Uh, what was his name? Dennis James? No, not Dennis James. Dennis Day. Excuse me. It was Dennis Day, and he was a singer and a comedian. He was great in that. And then. Uh, he also had his wife, Mary Livingston. She was on the. I've heard that uh, his wife was had stage fright. She was scared to death to perform. It was, but on television she was great, but not on radio. So she was. Uh, she had panic attacks and it was bad. 
Okay, so um, the television show, he still had the radio show when he started the television show. And the television show started on, in 1950. It was called Jack Benny Program. <clears throat> he had a usual cast. He had uh, Dennis Day, Phil Harris. And uh, the answer was Don Wilson. And he also had Mel Blank. You know, he did the voices of, uh, of the Warner Brothers cartoons, and he was great. And also Frank Nelson, who, when Jack Benny saw him and he, and he asked him, he would ask him a question, and he said, yes, which he did the same thing on Sanford and Son on the TV show, which was hilarious. Anyway, so uh, when the show started, it wasn't on every week. It was like on probably once a month. Maybe a couple months, and then uh, then he appeared regularly later on, probably in the early '60s. But the and so, and the sponsor was Lucky Strike, and then uh, so the show ran from 1950 to 1965. It was on CBS, and then the last year it went to NBC, which uh, I don't know what because at the time a lot television was changing, and younger people were watching, and they found they found Jack Benny kind of uh, old fashioned. So. Right now, here is a introduction of the Jack Benny program in the fifties, sponsored by Lucky Strike, as and Don Wilson, as the uh, which he introduced the uh, the show. He was the announcer. So here it is. <laughs> From Television City in Hollywood, the Jack Benny program, presented by Lucky Strike. Okay, I am back. I'm glad. I hope you enjoyed that introduction from the Jack Penny program with Don Wilson as the announcer. Uh, I want to mention a couple things uh, more about Jack Benny. Um, he guest starred in a lot of uh, television shows in his career. He guest starred in, with Lucy Ball on the Lucy Show, and here's Lucy. And he was also on Rowan and Martin's Laughing. Also, uh, he was also on the D. Martin Rose. And uh, he, th those were funny. I used to love those, you know. And all the comedians, I, they probably were drunk or something, and they were telling jokes and all that. It, it was a wonderful program. Yeah, I think you can find them on DVD if you watch that. And then um, just remember, you can um, – I just want to make a point. Uh, the – the Jack Benny program debuted in Chicago on WBKB Channel 4, not WBBM TV Channel 2. You know, that's a um, crazy uh, mixed up uh, te television stations. I mentioned that before. And uh, unfortunately, you know, Jack Benny died on December 1974. And, uh, you know, it was kind of sad because he had inoperable pancreatic cancer. And he was supposed to star in a movie, The Sunshine Boys, with Walter Matthau. But uh, Jack Benny, unfortunately, didn't get the role. So George Burns took over. And uh, so uh, he was a... So that was sad about that. And then... Um, so, you know, he's still remembered to this day on the, on the radio program, Those Were the Days, that's on WC. 
WDCB-FM. And it's hosted by Steve Darnell and Ken Alexander. And they every February, they, play, they have a Jack Benny month. And they play their classic radio episodes every February because Jack Benny was born February 14th. 1894 and uh so they do they've been doing that tradition for a, a long time a long time i i listen for a few times on saturdays uh if i have time and when i did listen jack benny month in february oh they were wonderful and they you know and then the host would talk about him you know about each episode and uh, probably little tidbits about his life which is nice and uh so that was nice about that. And uh, also, uh, you can still see his episodes on YouTube. They, there's DVDs out, uh, radio. Pro- you could download on his radio programs. Uh, they also, he, uh, so in where he was born in Waukegan, they have a middle school name for him. It's called the Jack Benny Middle School. And his, the, the school's model was home of the 39ers. That's nice. And then there's a statue of him with his violin, and it stands in downtown Waukegan. So one day, if I go to uh, Waukegan, I'll go search for it. I'll do a Google search first online and then find it. And uh, if I'm in the neighborhood, then go see it. Maybe someone could take a picture of me with, with Jack Benny. That'd be awesome. I would like that. So that'll be all for today for uh, Jack Benny. I will talk about the Magic Pan restaurant. Be with you in a second. Okay. Now, the Magic Pan, a lot of people remember that very fondly. And uh, I've eaten there once. And it was located in Orland Square Mall in Orland Park. They had other uh, locations. Uh, The first one opened in 1971 on 60 East Walton Street, near Water Tower Place. And, but it's not a, it wasn't a Chicago-based restaurant. It was founded in San Francisco. It was founded by Hungarian immigrants. Their names were Laszlo and Paulette Fono. And then they opened a, they opened a larger one, a place in Ghirardelli Square. Uh, then the Quaker Oats company bought it in 1970 from the Phonos, and then it became a restaurant chain. And then it just spread out uh, to the United States. And uh, as the locations I mentioned in Chicago, there was one in Orland Square in Orland Park. There was one in Oak Brook Center in Oak Brook, uh, Old Orchard Shopping Center in Skokie, Northbrook Court in Northbrook. I'm trying to think what else uh, they had. Uh, I think that's it. Couldn't think of anywhere else. Oh, and Fort, um, I don't think it was at Fort City. No, it wasn't there by there. Not that I know of. I don't think so. Anyway, so they had a very interesting uh, menu, and they made crepes. So I have the menu right here, and I'll read it off. There were I have the luncheon menu, excuse me, and the luncheon menu came with a salad. So um, the first one was spinach souffle crepe with cheese sauce. Cream chicken mushroom crepe. Second, that was the second one. Third one is San Francisco crab crepe. Fourth one is shrimp gourmet crepe, and the fifth one was beef crepe bourguignon. Oh, very nice. 
And uh, they were around two buck, two dollars, two twenty-five. But this must have been the seventies. So, uh, you know, if you buy one now, ooh, it's probably maybe eight bucks, nine bucks. They also had crepe Suzettes, also filled with strawberries, sour cream, and their one of the menu items was chicken divan or divan, divan or divan, you know, and it was like a casserole. It was served with broccoli and mornay sauce, which is like a cheese, you know, like grated cheese. And uh, sometimes they use Parmesan cheese. And uh, the the recipe was pre-cooked chicken breast, prepared mayonnaise, and canned soup. Some versions, they added potato chips. You know, I never had this recipe, but it sounds delicious. You know, that really does. Someday I might cook it. (laughs) We'll see about that. Anyway, so uh, they were around for about... uh, until the mid eighties and then, uh, then it went out of business and, uh, they came back, uh, around, uh, let's see about, uh, around in the mid two thousands, like 2005, uh, let us entertain your enterprises, brought it back in Northbrook, but it was fast, you know, as a fast food crepe stand. And, uh, they brought the original recipes, I don't know if it's still there, but uh, people have told me there's a couple places at airports, and there's one at the Mall of America in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I mean, Bloomington, Minnesota, excuse me. Uh, so uh, the airports, it was located in Denver and Washington National. I don't know if it's the same one, so maybe they're still there. Maybe they're not. I don't know. So uh, I missed that place. It was it was wonderful. I went, Like I said before, I went once, and it was delicious. And uh, hopefully, hopefully they'll come back. Fingers crossed. Okay, so that'll be all for today. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed the show. Uh, my of uh, the topics I discuss: uh, Bellphone Center Stores, Jack Benny, and the Magic Pan Restaurants. And uh, hopefully, I will do another episode tomorrow, which will be episode 40. We'll see. And uh, hopefully we have some nice things to discuss that I will discuss with you. Excuse me. So this is episode 39, season two of Van Chicago Land Stories, the podcast. And I'm your host, Pete Costanz. And uh, thank you for joining me. And uh, bye-bye now for me. And here is Ray Rayner saying bye-bye now for now. Take care, everybody. Goodbye. We have to go. Bye-bye-bye.